Welcome to the Sporting Ones podcast. Uh, looking at the English Premier League uh, for this week. And again, massive week last week with the table uh, changing in the top four and also uh, towards the relegation zone as well. So huge, massive, massive results uh, there. And just running through them. So we had the... Saturday night game, which was a boil over. Crystal Palace, as I alluded to last week, they just can't win at home. I think they've won from uh, the stat I heard during the game. They've they've only taken 13 points there all season and only one point in the last six matches. So I said proceed with caution with Crystal Palace, and it's proved to be that way. Um, they lost 2-1 to Brighton. Mind you, the second goal for Brighton was an absolute... Uh, stunner from Anthony Knockhart uh, outside the box, curled in, beautiful goal. Uh, crucial win for Brighton too, and in a head-to-head battle um, that might save them come the end of the season for Brighton. So that was a very good win away from home. Uh, Sunday, that was the uh, early game. The 3 o'clock kickoff matches over in England. Cardiff 2, West Ham nil. Now, West Ham really disappointed me. I had them locked in as a certain win, and Cardiff looked like they were off the boil, but West Ham just didn't come to play, and it, it's plagued their season. They, they could be up where Wolves are uh, with the talent they've got in their squad. Something mentally for games like this, they just can't get themselves there. It's very frustrating, especially if you're a Hammer supporters, uh, as I know um, a few of you are Hammer supporters out there. And I've got a few personal mates that are Hammer supporters. And it's it's just the inconsistency. The players are top-notch. Filippi Anderson, Manuel Lanzini, uh, Robert Snodgrass, uh, Arnautovic, Chikorito. Uh, the names roll off the tongue. Um, Fabianski is goalkeeper, one of the best in the Premier League. Just the, the mixed results make it very frustrating because they should be pushing for higher than where they are. Um, not that they're that low, but they could be higher in the table than what they are. And that was a shock loss that um, perhaps we didn't see coming. Uh, Bournemouth, very professional away to Huddersfield, got the 2-0 win. Crucially, Ryan Fraser and Callum Wilson back in that lineup just makes a massive difference. The way Bournemouth play, their confidence levels, when you've got um, a striker that's um, per minute scoring more goals than Aguero in... Callum Wilson, but injuries have curtailed his season. Uh, you back them in most of the time, um, especially in matches like this where they won two 0 And Callum Wilson will be looking for a um, frenetic end to the season for himself, so he can push on for um, England honours because uh, he definitely, on the form he showed in this game and the form he showed early in the season, he definitely deserves that spot. Uh, Leicester went away to Fulham. <laughs> Another English striker revitalised. Jamie Vardy scored the brace. And under Brendan Rodgers, looks like he's got a point to prove, having been on the periphery at times with uh, Claude Puyol. So, uh, very good win for them, 3-1. Fulham, yeah, well, I pretty much put a fork in them now. Uh, 17 points for the season, negative 40 goal difference. Uh, even the most... Uh, Arden of fans would admit that they're looking at the championship now. Newcastle and Everton, what a game that was. And Jordan Pickford had went from uh, chocolates to boiled lollies. He was uh, 
great at times, and then towards the end, he was absolutely woeful. Newcastle, now I did put it as my bronze medal game last week. Newcastle came to the party, coming back from 2-0 down, winning 3-2. Beautiful win. Aosi Perez scoring two, and Rondon on the score sheet there. And one of the shock results of the weekend, and I said they had to be careful going to this stadium since Ralph Hasenhutl, a favourite of mine, love that name, uh, has been in charge. They've been re, uh, reborn, Southampton, and they look like they could escape the relegation zone, especially with results like this. Southampton ended up winning 2-1 after being 1-0 down. A stunning James Ward-Prowse free kick. Now, he has been one of the form players over the back half of this season, and Definitely uh, probably one of the best free-kick takers we've seen in a while. Scored three now this season and against the clubs and against the big clubs like Man United and Tottenham. So he rises to the occasion and he got Southampton the win 2-1. Spurs players were accused by their own manager of being too arrogant. I don't know what they've got to be arrogant about because now that loss, coupled with their Champions League draw, which I'll get to later in the program, puts them in a tough spot because now they're third with 61 points and the rest are breathing down their neck. Uh, Arsenal are now one point behind Man United, Chelsea. They're all in a cluster. There's only two spots. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but Spurs have put them, given themselves a chance now to fall out of the top four. Uh, so that rounded off the game. Uh, that rounded off the three o'clock kickoffs. The late game that morning, Man City won three one. Controversial first goal. Uh, Raheem Sterling offside, definitely. Uh, referee thought the ball had come off the Watford player. Clearly wasn't the case. And yeah, with VAR, that goal probably doesn't stand next season. Uh, but City did the professional job. Raheem Sterling hat trick inside thirteen minutes in the second half. And the job was done, uh, and they continue on their merry way. Uh, Liverpool, not without their moments, uh, went 1-0 down. So the Sunday night game, the early game, which I was able to watch, not without their moments. Uh, definitely the first goal was a bit iffy. Allison probably impeded, but the goal stood for Burnley. But then Liverpool hit back hard, uh, scoring two. Um, Mane just in superb form. Uh, so they hit back a bit. Uh, Firmino uh, had a good game as well. Got to 3-1, then it was 3-2, and then got the late goal uh, through Mane to win 4-2. So they did the job, gained a bit of goal, uh, kept the same amount of goal difference as well. Chelsea Wolves, as I alluded to, Wolves were probably the better side in this and probably were unlucky to lose to lose all three points. Ended up a one-all draw through a Hazard equaliser. And Raul Jimenez was the scorer for Wolves, as I alluded to. Rises to the big occasions as well. Uh, so that ended up one all in the silver medal match. And the gold medal match probably didn't go the way I thought it would. With the way Man United had been playing, they were playing superb football. But uh, Arsenal came out of the blocks, got the early stunning goal from Granit Xhaka, which we've seen before, 30 yards out. And then uh, there was a soft penalty in the second half which uh, Aubameyang previously missing the week before against Tottenham uh, steps up again, has the courage to, and puts it away against uh, Man United for the 2-0 win. Man United not without their chances. Lukaku and Fred both hitting the post. Uh, on balance of play, you'd have to say Arsenal deserve the win 2-0 in the gold medal match. Uh, so the locks, let's have a look. They were all ticks. Man City, Liverpool and Leicester. 
Upsets Newcastle, yep, definitely. Man United and Wolves, though. Crosses Best Value Tottenham, no. Crystal Palace, no. Wolves, no. Most likely to draw Arsenal, Man United, no. Crystal Palace and Brighton, no. Chelsea and Wolves, though, big tick. Uh, the anytime goal scorers I had down, uh, Hazard scored, Salah didn't, Aguero didn't, Sterling did, so a tick there, Kane did, tick there, Laka, Lukaku, Zaha, Batshuayi, King, all a no, Vardy tick, Rondon tick, Jimenez tick. So about six of my suggestions ended up coming off, so, so about half. Um, I put one on in uh, on the Sunday game for Hazard into... Uh, Mane and into Lacazette and Lacazette had a couple of chances too so but uh, he ruined my day so unfortunately didn't get that one home uh, on the Saturday I had Sterling uh, into Kane into Vardy and that one did get up so that was uh oh into King so I had three out of the four didn't quite nail them all but uh had three out of four had I known Callum Wilson was playing um I would have swapped out Josh King for Callum Wilson but hey them's the breaks all right so that rounds up uh last uh week in the Premier League so we'll look ahead to uh what happened midweek so in the Champions League some massive results. Liverpool were up against it. But first off, Man City had Schalke at home. Just had to complete the job. And did they complete the job? They were in seventh heaven. 7-0 win against Schalke in the Champions League. Round of 16, mind you. So Schalke are no mugs. Uh, huge victory. Man City just putting down a marker to the rest of the competition. Uh, Bayern and Liverpool. Um, Liverpool are up for this one. You've got to say it. Uh, and that's not my bias coming through. Um, Liverpool took the lead 1-0 through a magnificent Mane uh, finish, made Manuel Neuer look like a fool, and that's uh, not easy to do. They went 1-0 up. Then, unfortunately, it was a uh, cross from Sergei Nabry, which uh, Matip turned into his own net, uh, which made it one all just before half time. Then around about the 65-minute mark, Van Dyke heads home for Liverpool. They go 2-1 up. And then late on, Mane seals the deal for a 3-1 away victory in Munich. And despite Munich not having the side that they used to have, you have to say that it's uh, any win in Munich like that, especially away from home, especially in the Champions League, is a huge victory. Then in the Europa League, it was uh, Arsenal taking on Rennes. We're down 3-1, but I thought that away goal might prove crucial. And so it did. Um, they got the 3-0 victory, and they were very good for it. Um, so they go through to the round, um, to the quarterfinals, as do Chelsea, who ended up winning 5-0, as you would think. And uh, they both got three. So the draw ended up coming out last night for the Champions League. So Ajax will play Juventus, um, home team listed first. Uh, Tottenham will play Manchester City. Now that that is a huge, huge draw. Liverpool will play uh, Porto. So a repeat of last year, but in the round of 16. And Barcelona will play Manchester United. Massive, massive, massive tie. And then the winner of um, Liverpool and 
Porto would play the winner of Barcelona Manchester United. So there is that potential rivalry factor, uh, rivalry factor in that. Uh, in regards to the other ties, I, the winner of Ajax Juventus would play the winner of Tottenham and Manchester City. So the all-English tie couldn't be avoided, and Tottenham are playing Manchester City. And funnily enough, they will play each other three times in 10 days as the Premier League fixture between the two falls in between the two Champions League legs. So massive, massive uh, implications for both sides there. In the Europa League, Arsenal true... Napoli, unbelievably, uh, probably the one side you'd want to avoid if you're Arsenal. Uh, Villarreal play Valencia in an all-Spanish uh, tie. Um, Benfica take on Eintracht Frankfurt. And Eintracht Frankfurt have been a, a real surprise packet of the uh, Europa League. They knocked out Inter Milan, and that's no easy feat. So uh, they're in uh, superlative form. And Chelsea will play, uh, Slava Prague will play Chelsea. So you'd have to think Chelsea are a very good chance here for another Europa League. Uh, the last one they won was uh, when it was called the UEFA Cup under Rafa Benitez in his brief uh, seven-month stint. And Chelsea, are, yeah, they're, lo- they're looking good because they would play the winner of um, uh, Benfica and uh, Die. On track, so Chelsea would uh, fancy fancy their chances, I think, and it might take their focus a little bit off fourth. So we'll have to see how that transpires. So that will all kick off uh, the week of April the tenth here in Australia. April the ninth over there. So April the tenth is your first legs of the Champions League. So April tenth and eleventh, and then April twelfth for Europa League. So it'll be uh, interesting times ahead in the next couple of weeks. All right, so we'll come back. We'll talk about the uh, preview for the this week. Only five fixtures and uh, the FA Cup as well um, going on at the same time. So we'll have a look at that and uh, come back after the break. Welcome back to the Sporting Ones podcast, uh, Premier League edition for game week 31. And if you're liking what you're hearing, uh, give us a, uh, give me a follow on uh, the Sporting One uh, on Facebook, at the Sporting One on Instagram, and one underscore sporting on Twitter. And by all means, send in your, um, your thoughts, your opinions, any questions you might have. Happy to answer it uh, in the show. And we'll look at game week 31 now. And it's Bournemouth and Newcastle starting off. We've got three games in the traditional uh, 3 o'clock kickoff over there. So 1.30 a.m. here. We've got Bournemouth at 2.05 and Newcastle at 3.60 and the draw 3.30. Bournemouth at home, different side. Uh, in good form on the back of last week. Callum Wilson back. Fraser back. Brooks is uh, also back. Josh King the Fab Four looking uh, looking good. Problem for Newcastle is their strength in defence is going to be tested. Fabian Shah out on a uh, two match suspension in terms of having accumulated too many yellow cards before the cutoff, and so he cops a two week stint on the uh, on the bench, or well, not even on the bench, but uh, out of the side completely, and that's going to hurt them because. 
Their two best central defenders are out. They're going to be stretched. Not what you want against a uh, Callum Wilson, Josh King tandem with Brooks and Fraser pulling the strings from midfield. I think it might just be a bridge too far for Newcastle despite their recent form. Bournemouth at 205, a good option. I think Bournemouth win this by a couple of goals. Burnley Leicester uh, is the next one. And Leicester up and down a bit, but Brendan Rodgers got the win last week, so that'll provide him with a bit of confidence and also provide the squad with a bit of confidence. Uh, Tillemans on loan from Monaco got on the board last week, as well as the Jamie Vardy brace. Harvey Barnes in good form, got an assist. James Madison also in good form, getting assists. It's a matter of whether Burnley can hold them out. Heaton will be the key. They, they held Liverpool out for only 15 minutes. So... Burnley are going to struggle, but at home, much like Bournemouth, they're a different side. Uh, they will keep it narrow. They will keep it compact. They'll look to hit on the break. They'll use Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes. Good Munson's come back in. Burnley at three are not without their chances. Leicester at 238. I'll tell you what, I like a score draw in this one, probably a one-all or two-all. Uh, I don't know that I can see either side getting the win in this one. All right, that goes to... West Ham and Huddersfield for your uh, last match on the traditional three o'clock kickoff over in England. And it's only the three games on the Saturday nights, uh, Saturday fixtures over there, Sunday morning here. And then we've got two on the Monday morning, uh, which is the Sunday over there. West Ham, $1.57, Huddersfield, 6 bucks. The draw, three eighty. I think this is cut and dried. West Ham will be stinging from that loss to Cardiff. I want to see a response from them. I want to see them play well. I don't want to see this inconsistent uh, rubbish I've seen from them. You've got the players. You've got the manager. Just go out and perform. So I want to see that. And Lanzini back, I think. He's had a couple of games back now. I think I can feel him getting an assist or a goal in this one. If West Ham want to get up the table and get as high as they can, they need to win this, and they need to win this well. And I think they will. I'm predicting a two- to three-goal margin in this one. So Monday morning, huge match for the Premier League title race. It's the worst side defensively against one of the worst, against one of the best sides attacking-wise. So it's Fulham at home to Liverpool. Fulham at 11. The draw at 5.50. Liverpool at $1.29. Surprising. I thought they might be shorter than that. Probably only because it's away from home. If Liverpool want to win the title, they have to win this. Simple as that. And they have to win it well to gain some uh, goal difference back. So I'd expect them to attack from the off. And despite their exits midweek, I'd expect Salah, Mane, Firmino to play. But if they get a lead early, then expect the likes of Sturridge, Shakiri, even Lalana if he doesn't start in midfield. Uh, all of those guys to uh, be coming on, looking to make an impact. Even don't be surprised. I, I don't think we're going to see him back till after the international break. But if he's been training hard and he's had one or two games in the under-23s, don't be surprised if um, Klopp unleashes uh, Oxlade-Chamberlain for a, say, 10, 15-minute cameo. Uh, last game of the weekend, which I've dubbed the silver medal game, uh, it's Everton versus Chelsea at Goodison Park. And Chelsea don't have the greatest of records here. Well, at least Edan Hazard doesn't. He uh, hasn't scored in his six trips there. Uh, Everton, 390. At home, yeah, that's um, that's strange. Chelsea a dollar ninety one favourites and the draw three fifty. Well, that's um, very interesting. I'll tell you what, these two love playing out goalless draws, and despite the fact that both have attacking 
weapons at their disposal in Richarlison, Sigurdsson, Tosin for Everton, Walcott, Calvert-Lewin, and uh, who else am I thinking of? Bernard, uh, and Chelsea with Hazard, Higuain, Pedro, Willian. I'm still thinking this might be another nil-all. The draw looks good at 3.50, I must admit. So I'm, I'm thinking a draw in this one. Uh, and that rounds out our Premier League fixtures, at least. So we'll head now to the FA Cup, and then I'll do the locks and all of that like I normally do. So your FA Cup, Watford uh, versus Crystal Palace. Interesting game. Uh, two sides evenly matched. Both got uh, pace to burn up front with uh, Delefeu for Watford, Zaha for uh, Crystal Palace. Um, it looks like an old-fashioned shootout in a cup game. That's what can happen. So I've got this as my bronze medal game. Uh, look, the odds say Watford 235, Crystal Palace 310, the draw 320. I reckon Watford at home can nick it. On the back of Dini, Delefeu, as I said, Pereira still playing well. Uh, you've got Will Hughes, uh, Decore. They've got options all over the park, Watford, where they can score. So I think Watford um, are a good win. Uh, that's on Saturday night, so that's tonight at 10.45. Sunday morning, uh, 3.50 a.m., so after the 3 o'clock kickoffs, uh, Swansea had, uh, coming up from the championship at $21, are playing Man City. Of course, Man City at $1.15 and the draw $7.50. Uh, even if Man City roll out their reserve side, I can't see anything other than a City win in this one. It would be a massive shock if anything else were to occur. So, Man City for mine. Uh, after that match at 6.25am, so Saturday night fixture over there, very rare in England, which I find surprising because... Uh, Maybe due to transport and infrastructure as to why they don't have too many Saturday night games. But I think uh, for viewing-wise, it's absolutely awesome. Uh, Wolverhampton, $3.20 at home to Man United, who are two twenty-five favourites, and the draw three twenty-five. This is my gold medal match. I like it. Wolverhampton rise to these type of matches. They're in the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. They can sniff a semi-final. But it is Man United, and they will be burning from the fact they lost to Arsenal. So they will be looking for revenge on someone. And this is a Shoalshire type of side now. So your old Ferguson type of side, not your flaky Mourinho oh, FA Cup type of side, even though Mourinho won a few FA Cups in his time. Yeah, I, I really don't know with this one. This could be one of those drawn matches where Wolves then have to go to Old Trafford. Neither side wants that. But I'm leaning towards, if I'm leaning towards anything, it's a draw, or I'm slightly favouring a Wolverhampton win. Yeah, no, send in your thoughts. If you think I'm completely bonkers, then uh, by all means let me know, because, um, I don't know, I just get that sense. Yeah, Jimenez in good form, Diego Jota, Matinho, Ruben Neves... They've got enough weapons to win it at home, and especially uh, behind that uh, parochial crowd at uh, Molyneux. It'll be a uh, magnificent atmosphere. Um, And then we've got the Monday morning game at 12.30, almost in line with the Fulham-Liverpool game. It's Millwall versus Brighton. Millwall coming up from the championship. Uh, Brighton uh, in reasonable form. They they could also sense a semi-final here, Brighton. They've, They've sort of stumbled their way through. They've had a replay or two to play. But you know what? They're here. They've got Millwall. They've got a chance to get into the semifinals of the FA Cup. They'll be up for it. But Millwall have knocked out a few good sides, including Everton. So 
Millwall 350 at home, the draw 320, Brighton 215, and the atmosphere at the den at Millwall will be absolutely cranking. Uh, Tough one to call. Look, if Brighton can escape with a draw and get back to um, the Amex Stadium, I think they would uh, fancy their chances. So I'm thinking a draw on this one and Brighton win the replay. So to my locks for this week, we're looking at uh, Mane from Liverpool, Wilson. Uh, sorry, my locks. That's my anytime goal scorers, of course. So maybe I'll do that first. Anytime goal scorers for this week, Mane from Liverpool, Wilson from Bournemouth, Vardy from Leicester, Hazard from Chelsea, Richarlison from Everton, De La Feu from Watford, if you want a bit of a uh, out there pick. Leroy Sane. Now, mark my words, he will play against... Uh, Swansea. So I can see him scoring and trying to uh, push his way back into the uh, Man City first 11. And Jimenez from uh, Watford. Babel, if you want to take a risk on a Fulham player scoring. Uh, Rashford from Man United. Uh, Zaha from Crystal Palace. And Glenn Murray from Brighton. Your locks for this week. I've got Man City. I've got West Ham. And I've got Liverpool. I've got all three in there. Upsets, I've got a few. Uh, Wolverhampton would be one, uh, even even though I've said they're probably slightly uh, slightly favouring in my sense. Newcastle uh, would be a massive upset if they were to beat Bournemouth. Burnley to beat Leicester would be a slight upset. Millwall, obviously, if they got over Brighton, would be an upset, and Crystal Palace would be an upset over Watford. Your best value that I can pick out is Leicester at 238. Uh, Watford at 235, Bournemouth at 205 is still good value, and Wolves at 320 is good value. You're most likely to draw this week. Uh, Everton, Chelsea, as I alluded to, uh, that's 350. Burnley, Leicester uh, is 320, as I alluded to, probably score draw. Uh, Wolves, Man United, 325, if you're leaning towards the draw aspect rather than Wolverhampton or Man United winning. Uh, Watford, Crystal Palace, 320, and then uh, Millwall, Brighton, as I said, I can see a draw, if not Brighton winning. That's at 3.20. So that wraps up the Premier League and the FA Cup for this week. Uh, it's going to be an absolutely massive week ahead uh, before we head into a international week uh, where we take the, uh, where they all take a break and play uh, golf and uh, start the UEFA, um, UEFA uh, Cup qualifying. So it's uh, a huge week with huge implications. And li- li- in the Premier League, Liverpool get the chance to put the pressure on uh, for the title because if they win, they'll go back top and City will have the game in hand, but puts the pressure on nonetheless. And then down at the other end of the table, obviously Burnley, Newcastle in action. If both lose, that puts pressure on them, brings them closer to the relegation zone. Then obviously Chelsea for your top four, uh, can look to put some pressure on. And then obviously with the FA Cup, that'll be closer to knowing who our semi-finalists are. So that wraps it up. Um, like I said, send in your thoughts, send in your questions. Facebook, The Sporting One page. Um, Instagram, at The Sporting One. And Twitter, one underscore sporting. And if you're liking the podcast and you like other podcasts, Podcast Central on Facebook is a good way to uh, follow us as well, uh, to follow me as well. And also, and follow other podcasts as well because there's some real ripping podcasts on there. And then uh, also, you've got the uh, platforms 
Uh, other than Anchor that I'm on right now, you've got uh, Spotify, you've got Apple Podcasts, which is iTunes, you've got Google Podcasts, you've got CastBox as well. So all of those formats to follow, and you can always subscribe to them rather than uh, having to click on the link each time. So thank you for your time this week, and hopefully your team uh, goes fantastically well. And if your team's got the week off, perfect. Have a break and enjoy it. Well, uh, I'll speak to you next time.